Who am I? Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi, only tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW. to the Potterskew Podcast. I am CJ, and these are stories from the video room. Um, so yeah, it's weird. It's my, you know, in a couple months will be the anniversary of, of video room. My yeah, career. Five years, man. Uh, which also brings up, it will probably be it, recently within the past couple weeks ago, like maybe a month or two ago was the third anniversary of the robbery that happened there. Oh, and I haven't told the story. I've, I've alluded to it a couple times. So Art and I and a customer. So Art, if you guys remember, Art was my previous manager who passed away almost, I think, last year. Like almost to the like within it's, a couple more weeks, it'll be his his death anniversary. Um, wow. Holy shit. Um, so he and I are working and we have a customer who is inside. And the customer and I and Art were just talking and hanging out and bullshitting. We're talking about Harry Potter. We're talking about Star Wars. We're just talking movies. And the customer, who I've since more or less become friends with because of this interaction, kept trying to like inch out. And then was like, oh, we're talking about this now? And then you could come back in and start talking. He's like, hey, I got to go. Oh, shit, we're talking about Marvel? Fuck, let's talk about Marvel for two, two minutes. Art. Can I jump in for just a split second? Sure. The art bonus episode came out on July 25th. So we're, yeah, about a month away from. Yeah. Yeah. Go I ahead. think he Sorry. died. I think he died around 4th of July weekend. That's really what I think it was. I Yeah, I don't recall. We we recorded that like a week or two after the fact. So, yeah. Right. So it was, it, I think because we had a huge heat wave in, for, in around July, late June, okay. early July. Um, so. Art went over to the open sign and turned it off, the, the neon sign. So he turned off the sign but didn't lock the door because the customer was still inside. We're all talking and hanging out. And the door opens, and the door was old. And it still is the same door. had a squeak. So we heard the squeak, and we look over. And there were two black guys that ran in with band, like colored bandanas over their mouths. Okay. And the first thing I remember looking at it was, huh, that looks like my dad's gun. <laughs> That's not the first thought you want to have. No, I was like, huh, that looks like my dad. Holy shit. <laughs> and it was a um, 38 stub nose. You know, one of those old school 70s yeah. cop yeah, yeah, guns. Yeah. And it's surreal. It is surreal to be in that situation because I still have people coming in every other day not knowing about the video room. They're like, oh, my God, there's still a video place here. Meanwhile, we're getting fucking robbed by fucking people. Right. So 
I was behind the counter. So Art, heavy set, you know, dude, and then the customer, skinny, skinny dude. And I talked to him, you know, many times about this. The the customer was a is or was or still is or in the middle of training as a uh, EMT nurse. Okay. So as I, as the situation's going on, I'm hyperventilating because I have a gun at the back of my head. Oh wow! And I had to be the one to crawl on all fours, open the register, open the safe, give them the money, and I remember repeating. I'm sorry, just apologizing repeatedly. Like, I felt like I wasn't going fast enough, and I was just apologizing. And I was, like, you know, stammering. And so as I'm hyperventilating and trying not to, you know, piss myself, the customer is going into work mode. He's thinking to himself, okay, Rika's hyperventilating. He may have a heart attack. I know what to do if he has a heart attack. I have to do mouth to mouth and pressure points and yada, 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 yada. He's doing all that. Okay. If Rico gets shot or if Ark gets shot, there's blood. You got to keep, you know, you got to put pressure. He's just like, what could possibly happen? How do I prevent it from getting worse? So all this is going on. I open, I give them the money, blah, blah, blah. And I, they, they got off with way more than they should have because unfortunately it was a Tuesday. It was a Tuesday, two minutes from closing. And the owner, unfortunately, hadn't picked up the profits from Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and that night. So they got well over what they should have. Like, and you know what? It's fucked up, but like, I kind of, in the back of my head, I knew nothing bad was going to happen to me because these guys were adults. These guys, I, I mean, as I'm hyperventilating and apologizing, they're actually, they, they said, it's all good, man. You're fine. Just take your time. Do it quick. You're good. Like, they yeah, were actually the kind of reassured. The robbers, yeah. Okay, okay. Because they were like, they were older, seasoned guys that were just like, we are here to pay our rent. If it, I guarantee, I promise you, CJ, if they were 20 years old, You'd be, yeah. we would have, they would have killed us. Right. They would have had more to prove. They would have. They wouldn't. They would have been out for blood. They would have had to show off. They would have been something. They also may have been nervous themselves and had to prove something. And 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 you know, oh, uh, my hand's shaking. Fuck this. So we, in, in all things considered, it was very lucky. And you know what? There is a part of me that was thinking, maybe if they had like, maybe if I just grabbed the gun, maybe if I'd done this, maybe if I had finagle my way, grab the gun, do an action movie move. And you know, look, I know how to fight. I've been in fights. I know how to handle a gun. I've, I've, I've shot guns before at my farm. I've actually never fired a weapon, believe it or not. Really? Yeah. You, you sh- for someone who lives in Philly, that's surprising. Well, I don't live in downtown Philly. Oh, that's fair. I live in the burbs. Anyway. I, if you ever came out here, I would, I would take you to land and I would teach you how to shoot. Yeah, they've the family in Vegas has offered to let me do that too because you can go to a, like a like the shooting range uh, rules are not as restrictive in Vegas. Like you can go without any previous experience and like write an AK forty seven and just shoot. Uh, yeah, that sounds fun. I mean, I would start you off with like a thirty eight 
revolver. No, I'm just saying, like, you can go get some ridiculously high-powered weapon without... Yeah, but if you're going to go to Vegas to pay to fucking shoot, you might as well just come over another seven or eight hours away oh, and no, fucking I, come over here. No, no, no. I'm not saying I prefer that. I'm just telling you, like, that's why they were offering. So Fair enough. Well, I don't have AK-47s. You know, we have we have basic basic ammunition type of guns. I have shot an air rifle. I have done that. for what Well, it's this is not an air rifle. An air <laughs> rifle, if you got shot in the face, would fuck up your day. But... You got shot with a pie at 38. That would fuck up your life. Yeah, so I can imagine. Yeah. So we're we're silent. Like they they you know they get all the money, and we're all kind of like not saying anything for about 15 seconds because we don't we're we're looking at the floor. We don't know, and I'm right. behind the counter. We don't know uh, what's going on. And like I said, I felt like what I did was the best thing I could have done. Oh, yeah. They, they always say the best thing you can do is cooperate. Let them, like, let them take the money. Let them fucking do what they're doing. Believe it or not, like, okay, so we haven't talked about my job very much, and I'm not going to get into a whole lot of details because I don't want to, but I wore mm-hmm. compliance for a bank, and that's the most I'll say in terms of details. But right. within that, I have access to the procedures for us, if someone comes in to rob the one of the store, we call them stores or branches. Someone comes right. in to locations. Yeah, someone comes to one of the locations and tries to rob it. And the number one rule is do what they want. Yeah. Don't don't you know? Don't they, be a hero. Don't be a hero. I mean, we they they do tell you if you have the opportunity to hit the alarm. Like we have alarm things that they can hit if you can discreetly do it do it if you can get the die bags and those things that you traditionally see in movies are real they want you to do those things but they want you to do it not at the expense of your life so of if, your life or someone else's right if you can't do it and you can get them out of the place then do that first rather than try to get the die bag in or hit the button or whatever but yeah right so anyway go ahead well, I mean, you, that's basically it. So then, then they. Um, you heard the door squeak again. I'm assuming, and that's how you knew they left. We we kind of didn't hear anything for 15 seconds, right? And you then said. we, I sort of said, Art, and Art's like, Yeah, yeah, call, set the do the alarm, and the silent alarm is was behind the counter, but I had been standing like two feet away from it, right? So I I pressed the button, and then within 10 seconds, we get a phone call from the cops. And saying, what's going on? I'm like, yeah, we just got fucking robbed. Like, get your ass out here. Yeah. And I got to say, I make jokes about, like, you know, police in Oakland and everything. Like, oh, I called the cops. It came three days later. Like, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. you've Yeah. Um, these motherfuckers showed up within two minutes. Wow. And I mean, like, Sirens, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Sirens wailing, lights flashing, I'm sure. Screaming! I had I had more people in the video room than ever before, <laughs> or ever since. <laughs> no, no, no! I, 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 um, because bad people heard about the robbery. Like, oh my god! I I heard about this. I didn't know there was a video store. See, motherfucker! Like, come on! No such thing. It took, as a, bad it, it took a robbery for us to fucking get a little famous. No such thing um, as bad publicity. Um, well, uh, the unfortunate thing was is they did get off with like. Oh God! Over a grand, over yeah. a grand. Wow. And uh, yeah, I mean it. I and the fucked up thing was is that I had to work the next day. Like, I I like 
my boss, my current boss said, "Are you, so I'm going to see you, right? You work, you're scheduled. And I'm like, you know, dude, can I get a day off? I just had a fucking gun in the back of my head. Yeah, right. And uh, that was, that was, that was uncomfortable. I, I, at that point I was like, you know, should I quit or could the exact same situation happen to me at a restaurant? Or at a fucking PetSmart or something. Anytime because who the you're fuck would rob a video store? You know what I mean? Someone who needs money. I mean, any, anytime you're working in a in a job where you're dealing with the public on a day to day basis, you ha- yeah. you run the risk of something like that happen. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just the reality of it. Movie theater, retail store, restaurant bank you know it doesn't matter like it's you run the risk of that happening unfortunately you know so yeah it's it's true it's it's really true it's um that's why we should do this for a living because then we don't have to that's what i'm saying yeah fuck dude like somebody pay us to podcast fuck i don't want to be robbed again (laughs) by the way we kind of did get paid to get podcast that was exciting but anyway go ahead no, man, that's basically it. It was just, it's just, uh, I look at, I look at five years and I've been through a lot of shit in the video room. I've, you know, gone through bad breakups. I've, you know, went through a very depressing form of depression, I guess, like depressing to the point where I had like a, I mean, I mean, I did kind of like have a mild suicide attempt and then still went to work the next day. Wow. Yeah. I don't think I knew like, that. It was. I went through a bad relationship, and I, I mean, I apologize to listeners for how this depressing this is getting. But like, you know, well, I'm not making light of your depression or or you going through a period that that got that bad for you. But you know, I just I don't know. Doesn't make great comedy. Well, we we you know, I'd like to imagine that our listeners like you know, funny shit, but they can also want to hear some serious shit too. No, that's no, no, I, I don't disagree. So please tell your story. No, it's, it's, it's real. Uh, okay. Fuck it. Um, I was in an abusive relationship with a woman. I won't name any names. Um, I will say that it was a recent enough relationship that like, I'm so goddamn happy. I have Stephanie in my life. Is this, uh, and again, without naming names, is this the one you were telling me you were living with the other day when you were telling me the other story you were telling me about off air? No. Okay. No, no. That what I was telling you was years ago, like oh, like okay. five, five, six, seven years ago. Okay. Fair enough. Sorry. Go this ahead. this was two years ago. Right. I got you. Um, I was dating a woman, and I was. Going back and forth, it was a long distance relationship, and I was going back and forth LA. to to L.A. Yeah. before Stephanie. Um, and I was going to L.A. and bet right. Um, and for a lot of it, it was very phys- not physically. She never hit me, but it was psychologically and verbally abusive to the point where. She would bring me up, like she would lift up my spirits and then crush me. And I held her in such high regard that I was like, this is, I, I put her on a fucking major pedestal. Not to mention the fact that she was also significantly taller than me, which is no, 
not really a fucking difficult feat. Right. But, but like she was six foot one. Yeah, that's substantially taller than you. Yeah. So it was kind of, I was already intimidated by the whole thing. But, you know, I was able to make her laugh a lot. And, you know, it seemed like we were kind of falling for each other in a heavy, 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 serious way. And I was traveling there all the time. And I, I there are a lot of details that I will not go into. But ultimately, the point was is that I had to, I it was a nightly, daily thing where I was like, you know, on the phone with her or on through text or whatever, I would, you know, she would just shit in my soul and I didn't know how to get out of it. Shit in your soul. Yeah. I think I need to use that at some point. Oh, dude. Uh, I don't even know if I have a soul. If I had one, she'd fucking shat in it. And, uh, okay. there were, there was one particular bad night where it was, she just, she told me, I mean, uh, I will never go into specifics about it. I'll tell you, but there is just too, there. I'm, I'm a very open guy, but this is almost the details are just too personal. That's so, fair. but, but basically she, she made me feel on, she made me feel like a nuisance. She made me feel like no matter what I did, I will always be a problem for someone else. Like I, like, why can't I get my shit together? Why can't I grow up? Oh boy, Rico can't do this. What a shocker. It just made me feel like I was wasting my life by not being a grown up or successful. Mm. And I was dating her in parts because I could grow up because she, I, I, I definitely held her in high pedestal. She had her own apartment in LA in uh, fuck uh, Santa Clarita. Mm. She works uh, for a major corporation, like as an animator. I think you told me about that. Yeah. That so, part I think you've shared with me before. Like she was in the film industry. Right. And I knew that. And, and, and she was latching onto me. That was something that I didn't know was true or not. She was holding me to the relationship with some, with like a little, with a little piece of information that I'm like, okay, I feel compelled to be with her. Hmm. You guys listening could sort of figure out that what is something that she could say that I'd have to stick it out with her. And then when that turned out to not happen, I got to be able to get out of the situation. I was kind of like, she's not blank. Now I'm free. Right. But for a long time, there was a possibility that she was blank and I just didn't know what to do. And she, there was one bad fucking night where I just felt like I didn't want to be a problem to, to anybody ever again. So I mean, I, I did my, I, you know, I made a very feeble shitty attempt and sort of licked my wounds and kind of had a new realization. And I honestly, what kept me going despite the depression and the anxiety and, and I was, I was losing sleep and I was traveling to LA all the time through bus and going back and making time for work. I was down to one or two days a week. I was slowly lessening my hours at work so I could try and look for work in LA so I could move to LA. I was trying to change my whole fucking life. I was trying to be an adult and do many other adult things all at once. Right. And, and uh, in, in the span of like four, four or five months, which is really difficult to fucking do. Sure. Not to move, grow up, get a 
whole other fucking career, potentially marry someone and start a family. Like it was, it was a lot to take on. And, um, I, what kept me actually alive was thinking about my family, thinking about my nephews. And I never, ever want to be a cautionary tale for my nephews. I never right. want my, my brothers to tell my nephews, don't ever be like uncle Rico. I want them to tell them, be like uncle Rico. Rico's happy. Rico's funny. I want them to, you know, to say, you can always come and talk to us. Don't do what Rico did. So, and that's why I know I'll never do it because I don't ever want to be that cautionary lesson. So, I mean, um, what I, the, I guess the ending to this is that I would, I went to work the next day unsure of what I was even doing. And I had a lot of customers that were like, are you okay? And I'm like, I, I don't know. And I didn't know. And I had a lot of customers that actually did more than the average fucking retail customer. You know, right. they, they were so genuinely nice. And it, yeah, this is a depressing fucking ending, but I think the whole point of it is you can have laughter. You can find humor in anything and you can still have depression. You can yeah. have, I mean, I was still laughing at everything. I was, I was always making her laugh. I was making customers laugh. But then, you know, deep down I was, I was miserable. I was at my absolute last strand of rope. Wow. I was, it was about to snap. I, I, I made an attempt. And then even when it didn't work out, I actually felt even worse. Because, Man, I can't even kill myself. These have been stories from the video room. Tune in next time for another intriguing and exciting adventure. If dog people made dog food, it wouldn't be sold in a 50-pound bag in the hardware aisle by the shoe polish. It would actually be food. It would be made with real, fresh meat and veggies gently cooked to preserve their nutritional value. You know, like food. The Farmer's Dog was created by dog people who cook and deliver fresh, healthy food. Try the Farmer's Dog and get fresh, pre-portioned meals tailored to your dog's needs. Tell us about your dog, build your plan, and get 50% off at thefarmersdog.com slash listen. That's thefarmersdog.com slash listen.